Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com/acast code acast. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/spoken today. Episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am Mike Rains, aka Poker and Politics, and I am joined as always by Sarge. Hello from the internet and the mysterious L. What's up, my beautiful babies? <laughs> you guys all remember that thing? Going yes. old, going old school like an old fool. Who's so cool? I remember That's a, that should be my new gimmick. I should just do old commercials, like I, like you know. Uh, the, the next week it's going to be where's the beautiful babies. <laughs> And I'll just wow. keep, I'll keep, I'll, yeah, I'll keep doing care, parody commercials until literally none of our audience members that know is what the fuck I'm talking about. Quite old. <laughs> I remember when the Obama campaign used the WhatsApp thing as a nostalgia throwback. So, like, that is like really old school. So, like, I am, I approve of this immensely. Um, it, it, my, my my invoking of it means that I'm at least as funny as that movie, scary movie. <laughs> That's oh. true. And truly, what would be funnier than Scary Movie? If only I was as profitable as that movie. That would be great. <laughs> oh. I didn't know how much that first one made. Oh, you can't see the motion I'm doing right now, but it is my hand going over my fist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shut up and take my money. I'm here, I'm here to see Scary Movie all day, every day. Uh, speaking of the horribly scary movie that is QAnon, we have to let you know that we might go to some weird places with this podcast. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. So uh, the uh, first and most magical uh, bit of uh, violence against uh, people is violence against sanity and reason at ye old Mike Lindell's cyber symposium. 
which uh, we were in the middle of when last we left you uh, fine listeners of the podcast because uh, Mike had set that thing up to go from Tuesday to Thursday and we were recording on Wednesday. So we were, we were, starting to see the, the 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 plane coming apart and the pilot telling us to put on our seatbelts and uh, put the oxygen mask on because uh might be in for a little bit of a bumpy ride. And uh, yeah, th- this week, uh, Mike Lindell <laughs> Cyber Symposium uh, and something is happening in Afghanistan, I suppose. All that. Maybe. Plus, people still refusing to get vaccinated on this week's headlines. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. Yeah, so our uh, boy Mike Lindell uh, crashed and burned as hard as humanly possible with uh, his uh, cyber symposium that was uh, supposed to get Donald Trump uh, reinstated, or at the very least was going to lead to me, Sarge L., and all the rest of America marching in the streets demanding that Harris and Biden resign their illegitimately gained office and that our orange god emperor return to where he belongs, properly ensconced in the White House. And it was going to be it was going to be five million dollars well spent for our boy Mikey Lenz. Yes, yeah, that all very much happened. Yes, so uh, what actually happened was uh, it was coming out during the time that we were recording on previous Wednesday, and now has been absolutely confirmed was that he didn't have packet captures. His whole thing that was the proof that China or whoever had interfered and meddled in the election, he didn't have it. Whatever the goods were, he could not provide them. And but he had, a, he had a crack team of white middle-aged men looking into it. How could he have come up so short? <laughs> uh, the main answer to that question is uh, the name Dennis Montgomery. Uh, Dennis Montgomery is a, a con man and a habitual grifter. If you, go, if you find the Dennis Montgomery Wikipedia page, it is full of uh, literal scr- crimes and scams that the man ran. The most famous of which is um, the fact that after 9-11, when America was all kinds of fucked up and freaked out about uh, Islamic terrorism, uh, Dennis Montgomery claimed to have secret software that could, like, watch Al Jazeera television and discern barcodes. Yeah. For barcodes and secret information that was being disseminated from Al Jazeera as like dog whistles to terrorists, when to strike, when to attack, what to do and when to do it. And because our government was out of their minds, they like cut him a check for this bullshit. And then oh, when they man. then when they got the software, they found out it was all bullshit. Basically, the FBI bought the software, and then the CIA and French intelligence got their hands on this shit. And was like, what the fuck did you buy? Oh my god, this is all crap. This guy scammed you. You're fucking morons. And so uh, that was his claim to fame that he was the guy who defrauded our government with phony anti-terrorism software back in the day. And he's run a bunch of other scams since then, but none nearly as prestigious as getting a seven-figure paycheck from the government for fraudulent software. In his minor defense, the head of the CIA at that time used his fraudulent software to move the terror rating up and down as he chose. And I, I think a large part of it is he just wanted an excuse to do that. So that doesn't make what he did okay. He fully defrauded the government, but... 
he had a little help. Oh just, yeah, yeah. Oh, people, yeah. Anyone who wanted to put their thumb on the scale, and uh, I mean, it's not like uh, W was any less manipulable than Trump. I mean, Republican presidents as of late are not high on the brain power and easy on the able to the will. I mean, man, I really wish that we weren't done talking, or that we were done talking about Michael Lindell, so I could use that defrauding the government line to just transition into our Afghanistan talk. <laughs> <laughs> because boy, howdy, in terms of grifting, oh, can you imagine? Yeah. Oh, can you imagine taking like twenty billion dollars into a place and then having to get overrun by guys with secondhand jeeps and AKs in two weeks? Yeah, yeah, and not not learning the lesson that the Russians taught us already that this place is like not worth fucking with which is yeah. anyway we'll, we'll we'll get to that later right now we're still scoring up points on michael Intel and his huge yeah. nothing burger uh, imagine uh, a, a 70 a 72 hours of pure nothing it's so funny <laughs> yeah so, michael Intel's paint drying symposium <laughs> mike lindell's screaming at you to enjoy the paint drying while the paint refuses to dry although mike- e- even then it's not e- that that's not even accurate because at the end of 72 hours paint will have dried <laughs> It's Mike Lindell's incredibly wet, undrying paint that just stayed wet. Yeah, Mike Lindell's incredibly wet symposium. Yeah. 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 Sponsored by MyPillow. Yep. Oh, God. You know I love wet pillows. Type in 1488 to save 69% off of our damn pillows. (laughs) This this is taking a weird turn. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I mean, that's probably Mike Lindell's audience is a bunch of Nazis with a kink, so... Who who wants a free mustache ride? Buy a MyPillow (laughs) and guaranteed mustache ride from wet Mike Lindell. Ooh, I don't like those. This is unpleasant. Yeah, so our boy, Mike Lindell, speaking of unpleasant things that happened to Mike Lindell, after he realized that he was going to get destroyed for this thing being a total, absolute failure, he uh, proceeded to declare that in between nights two and three at the symposium, he was assaulted by somebody who he who he accused of being Antifa because uh, that's what happens when you... Uh, fail spectacularly you start flailing desperately and screaming that antifa attacked you according to non-existent police reports he uh stated that he was pretty sure it was kamala harris (laughs) almost almost positive that kamala harris just ran up on him with a sack full of apples and just brained him and ran off screaming i'm I'm kamala harris (laughs) yes (laughs) so uh one of the people that was actually with him came out and said, look, uh, Mike's not telling the truth here. Uh, this didn't happen. He was not assaulted. Uh, he literally was hanging out with us. And then he got into a glass elevator and people could watch him ride the elevator up to the sixth floor. He claimed to have been assaulted on the first floor before he did that. And he didn't. And I don't want the guy in the blue shirt in this photo who is now being accused of being the assaulter for being attacked for attacking Mike. But no, this is not true. He was not assaulted. And it's just, um, he gets in the glass elevator, but forgets that everyone can still see him. And he just does that scene from Liar Liar where he beats the, the shit out of himself. Yeah. He's the worst Willy Wonka ever. He gets yeah. in. You can go so. anywhere. You can push any of these buttons. Yeah, he, he he gets in the glass elevator. He gives himself a good old fight club. And then he just walk evaders through the ceiling. He just flies <laughs> off into the sunset. 
Mike Lundell's racist Wonka Vader. Yeah, God. It's fil- It's powered by packet captures. Yes, the most and powerful that- packet captures. I saw on Twitter someone was saying Space Force has all the packet captures. Yes, that was because Space Force is. <laughs> laugh harder you deserve it yeah oh god it's so brutal space well i mean so so we all know that richard branson elon musk and jeff bezos took the packet captures into space when they went to go to jupiter to talk to the galactic federation they needed they needed to to present the galactic federation with all these packet captures and be like dear alien overlords please make donald trump our president again and the alien overlords were like no alien technology In space, <laughs> but I, these, these conservatives will look up at me and say, "Make Donald Trump president again," and I'll look down at them and say, "No." <laughs> Man, I'm making a lot of movie references on this. Yeah, yeah, but it's the th- the thing about this that's so ridiculous is that Space Force is like the only good military we have in America now. It's because Trump made it because he's a giant dum dum who is just like. Space Force sounds cool. I'm the president. I'm making a Space Force. So you just have these clowns that anything Trump ever said or did is a good and honest and noble thing. Well, Mike, so didn't they- you know that the, the lack of gravity in space allows the human body to materialize the secret 10th abdominal muscle like package? And that's oh, yes. two more abdominal muscles than the rippling Chinese. Right. Our our 10-packed Space Force uh, alpha males who are het, cis, straight white guys, because the only people the Space Force admit allows into their service, because it's deeply racist, the way America should be, according to all of QAnon. Uh, yes, we are... And to be go- fair, all of the original Star Wars movies, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you were a woman in original Star Wars, you had two career paths. Princess... Or a sex worker in Jabba's palace. Like, that's it. Full stop. And And if if you were black, you were Lando Calrissian. Morally ambiguous, gambling, man about town, womanizing, love Colt 45. Oh, George Lucas really seems like he's got his finger on the pulse, boys. (laughs) Time to go jump in my space Cadillac and listen to some space jazz. All right, cool. Thanks, George Lucas. really the line with this voice. Uh, the I'm ever- imitating a real person. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do you want from me? Yeah. So uh, Lindell has his train wreck happening all around him. And then he started, and after he claimed that Antifa attacked him personally, he claimed that Antifa was in the parking lot getting ready to break into the building at any moment to disrupt him from revealing the actual Stone Cold truth of what was going on. Um, oh man, Stone Cold was there? Yes. Oh, he, Lin, uh, he came and stunned all the Antifa that didn't exist and were not in the parking lot. Uh, and, and, then, and then before Michael, uh, Michael Adele could uh, congratulate him for his good work, uh, Stone Cold started screaming about how uh, gay rights are a thing, and Michael Adele got very confused. Yes. He was like, but, but you look so white and bald, and you have so many abs. How, how dare you believe in equality? Uh, yeah, you're a wrestler. <laughs> Damn it. I mean... Why are you not following Hulk Hogan's sterling racist example and being the piece of shit that I need you to be in order to promote my horrible crap? Uh, <laughs> being too bloated off of sushi to have sex with Bubba the Love Sponge's uh, wife. I feel so good. <laughs> I shouldn't have had that sushi. Uh, Man, yeah. our country is a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it's a real shit show. <laughs> 
Yeah. And uh, so after all of this happened, so after this uh, nightmare uh, symposium wound down and uh, we did not, in fact, reinstall Trump as president, uh, we had QAnon promoters and other uh, layabouts and gadflies uh, take the telegram to try to, you know, smooth this thing over, kind of put into context what we saw, which was a massive failure. So uh, our boy Jordan Sather uh, posted, uh, I think Mike Lindell's symposium was great. Good speeches, good information, good content. I also think there were areas that could have been improved. Oh, really now? Um, no, doubt nope. the man, no doubt the man is ruthlessly getting attacked for what he was trying to do, He needs though he needs a break. Granted, we had expectations, and those expectations weren't exactly met. Maybe everyone needs to give each other a freaking break. Way to, way to keep it uh, PG there, Jordan, with the freaking. Um, we had expectations because Mike Lindell set the expectations. It's not yeah, like no, there were some expectations that weren't met, all of which Mike Lindell uh, did himself when he yeah, was promising. He- Absolute nine zero, yeah. Like one, the one hundred percent exoneration, like red fifty, the whole nine yards. These these pack captures are bananas. And he had his. My favorite part was that his own dudes were the ones who were finally like you know halfway through that cyber symposium or whatever. They were just like, all right, it's about time for us to go to the media and just wash our hands of this by telling them that there's no way that there's anything here. Because oh, <laughs> we we would still like to have some sort of career or whatever after this. So yeah, like they're to just not like be yes. by Dominion. Yeah. Mike Lindell hired us to find something, and uh, <laughs> I am not Larry Braverman. Repeat, I am not Larry Braverman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, our boy Truth Hammer, who I love so much because he's the biggest dum-dum in QAnon, uh, says, all right, I'm going to wrap up with a logical deduction. Oh, boy, you and Logic Truthy. That's a risky one. Wow. So- you be- be- better fasten that fedora onto your head a little tighter there, m'lady. <laughs> yeah. Something didn't go as planned. Lindell never would have spent three months talking about the packet captures over and over and over if he thought there was any possibility of not being able to follow through on showing them. Something didn't go as planned. Yeah. <laughs> what? Did, did like, uh, Antifa ninjas, like, steal the packet captures? What are you talking about? No kidding. Something didn't go as planned. We will have to wait to find out what really went down. Oh, we're, we're getting out to the dark truths of what happened to those packet captures. Uh, question. What did the symposium accomplish at the end? Answer, it got a lot, a lot of eyes on strong overall case for election fraud and helped push demand for audits forward. Does Mike lose out on the $5 million now? Answer, no, because it was never at risk. If nobody got to see the, the packet captures, then nobody got to disprove them. Uh, so you're literally saying that uh, if you uh, can't disprove the fact that I made this rabbit come out of this hat through magic, you don't get the five million bucks. And then I don't show you the rabbit. I don't show you the hat. And I don't take the rabbit out of the hat. Therefore, you can't sue me. I mean, that's it's ridiculous. I mean, what was the whole point of this like five million dollar uh, declaration if it was entirely uh, it was entirely about I'm going to show you evidence and then you can debunk it. And if you debunk it, you get five million dollars. Oh wait, I'm not going to show you the evidence. So then you were fucking lying the whole time. Just, just I mean, that's all this is. I also, I also really, really, uh, I really love this guy's uh, assertion that uh, the symposium featured 
uh, strong evidence of election fraud when its hallmark uh, feature was literally having no evidence of election fraud. (laughs) Was Michael Liddell's people coming out and saying, we have found no evidence of election fraud. And then this guy's just like, what was the whole point of the symposium? Well, the no evidence of election fraud is obviously strong evidence that election fraud happened. I mean, that's their move. That's just always the, their move. Oh, no evidence means they're just really good at covering it up. That's just proof of the cover up. Right. It, it, the whole uh, ev- absence of evidence is not proof of, of absently. Yeah, the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. I, I, I was right. just about to say the same thing. Like all of QAnon are exactly gin rummy from the boondocks. Yeah, right. It, it's just that ridiculous nonsense that we just have to keep going deeper. And this is where they always make the argument, well, if you're so sure Biden won, why don't you just let us investigate? Because the investigation never stops. After you investigate this state and you and once you find out that the machines didn't miscalculate the votes, then you got to check the ballots for the proper ink. And once the ink on the ballots is right, you got to check the paper. You will never stop looking for evidence of fraud. And once the yeah. paper checks out, you got to check for evidence of soy sauce or whatever. Bamboo strands. Like, like what racist way can we uh, imply that these ballots came from China? Right. Oh, it, it, yeah, it, it never stops. The, the, you're just constantly digging for something that you're never going to find. But because you, but because you haven't found it doesn't mean you're going to stop. I mean, you're just like, well, I didn't find it this time. Maybe that means it's not there and Biden legitimately won. No, that can't be possible. I must keep <laughs> That's looking. not true. That's impossible. Right, exactly. <laughs> There's fraud. Right. There's fraud everywhere. Uh, m- making Star Wars references is my thing. Sorry. <laughs> get, get your own thing. I was a Star Trek reference. Oh, I forgot about that famous Star Trek line. Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> just like, I just, uh, all I'm thinking about is like Joe Biden, like like just you you Photoshop like Joe Biden's head upon uh, Darth Vader's body, and then you Photoshop like Ron Watkins' head on top of Luke's, and Biden's just like Ron, I am your du- duly elected legitimate president, and Ron's like, no, it's not true, it's impossible, <laughs> and he just like falls, he falls away looking. For, Ron's like, not even in America. No. Like, no, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Rod could truly say that it's not his president because right. Rod is one of the heroic patriots fighting on the front digital lines that happens to be doing so from the comfort of a completely different nation. Him and Ray Ayanami are in the Philippines, right? In fact, uh, yeah. the, like you know, I, I don't know if anybody has told Rod this, but the nation that he lives in was our mortal enemy in World War II. So, <laughs> yeah. if, if he was really a true red blooded patriot, he would have a deep seated racial hatred of them because that's that's what. That's what real conservative patriots do. They hate the other. Yeah, it doesn't get it doesn't get much more other than Japan. Those people don't yeah. look like us, and we fought them in a famous war, yes. the most famous war. Yeah, they, they literally sucker punched us, and we were so mad at them that when they were absolutely totally defeated, we still hit them with two nuclear bombs just to let them know how much we didn't like them. So, I mean, uh, one would think that you know, given that kind of history, that maybe you'd be like, you know, maybe Japan not the best way to show your like absolute undying loyalty and fealty to the great American empire led by the, by the true God emperor. I mean, he, he, he's getting his patriotism uh, playbook from Cancun cruise. Yes. It was just like, yes. Like, like steward, steward the people that you were supposed to be governing from a different country where things are not as bad. (laughs) 
so uh, after this uh, shit show of a nightmare uh, was as, as it was falling apart on the third day, Mike Lindell started throwing punches. He just started losing his mind, and he started uh, blaming the Gateway Pundit for uh, giving him, making him look bad. And you know when you have a bizarre grifter on grifter fight between the Gateway Pundit, <laughs> grifter and Mike, fight, <laughs> and Mike Lindell, like holy shit, are things weird? So some reporter on Grifter on uh, on Gateway Pundit was being called Antifa, and then he started railing awesome. against. It. Then he started getting mad at OAN and True News and saying that they were like misquoting him and distorting him and making him look bad. And then uh, True News had a guy come out on the air and say that Mike Lindell needs to like back off and quit talking bad about us. And we call on Mike Lindell to publicly apologize to True News for the defamination he's uh, he's slandered us with, and to cut us a million dollar check for these terrible and hateful million dollars, a cool million dollars, or as Dominion calls it, pocket change. Um, So they wanted a cool mill off Mike Lindell for his uh, libel slander of them. And uh, but this morning, uh, Mike Lindell has come out and said that he. And the true news people have gotten together, they've prayed, and now they realize they were all set up by the bad people, a.k.a. AKA Dennis Montgomery. And uh, now they are unified in having been hornswoggled by uh, nefarious people that they won't name because they don't want to bring a right-wing scamming shithead into this thing and, and trash him directly because that would be a little too on the nose. And also... Down the line, Dennis Montgomery might pull some more shit, and they might want to use his quote-unquote evidence in those events. So they're not going to actually go that extra mile and uh, directly call out the scammer who started this whole thing. But at the end of the day, this is on Mike Lindell. He was the one giving this evidence, and then he was the one who ran to the cameras and started screaming about it. He's the one that made a bunch of shitty documentaries, and then ran a cyber symposium in South Dakota for three days, ranting and raving about this stuff. Like anyone at any time could have said, yo, uh, Mike Lindell, I I did a Google search for Dennis Montgomery. His Wikipedia page came out. You might want to double check this. You might want to have someone other than him verify this before we go public with this. Maybe not throw all this money into your weird documentaries and this other stuff and start screaming and yelling about how uh, Trump's going to be president any day now because of the evidence you've uncovered. Because this guy, kind of incredible. Just a little dubious. Just a touch? Just a touch. Just a skosh. Just a little splash of incredulity when it comes to our boy, Dennis Montgomery, and literally anything the man has ever touched in his entire life. He is apparently a con man with a terrible gambling problem. So he's always broke and always looking for a sucker to hustle so that he can get back to the craps pits and start throwing them dice some more. So it's like, so it's like Mike Lindell. Oh my God. Like no one did any quality control. No one was able to rein Mike in and be like, dude, 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 no, no, don't, don't make a third documentary. This is a bad look. We, I mean, oh my, it's really, it's, it's not like he's some innocent babe in the woods. This guy's got millions and millions of dollars. He has a company that he's running. He's running into the ground aggressively now with this shit. But like someone somewhere should have been able to say, "Yo, Mike, like, that, dial it back. yeah, 
stop, stop this now. Alex this is- Jones still trusts him, right? Dennis Montgomery. Uh, Alex uh, won't name, also won't name Dennis Montgomery. Like when Alex did his mea culpa about this thing, he was like, yeah, Mike Lindell, he, he got in bed with a guy that was, was bad, but uh, yeah, it was bad. And But he won't, he won't say. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, he won't say. He's Voldemort. Dennis Montgomery is Voldemort. They won't say his name. It's so weird because I think it's mostly because they know that it once, once they burn him, people are going to be able to go back in time and look at like the Sheriff Arpaio shit. And all the other dumb shit that Montgomery's done at the behest of the right wing, and be like, oh, so all of these guys were happy running with Montgomery's fraudulent bullshit then, but now that Icarus flew too close to the sun and got Mike Lindell in all this trouble, now Dennis Montgomery's a bad guy. Now he's an mm-hmm. asshole. It, it is known. Yes. I mean, it's really just. I, there's there's nothing like this on the left wing, really, that I can think of. There's no guy that exists out there that is like this habitual scammer that actually gets like major liberals in trouble with his like. Yeah, unless you count Joe Biden, am I right? <laughs> Whammo! Yeah, boom! Take that, Biden. You're as bad as Dennis Montgomery. He's uh, he's he scammed our rightful president Bernie Sanders out of his seat. Am I right, guys? Yes. You, you tell him, him and that corrupt DNC. Yeah, what they, a scammer. Such scam. And, and, and then they murdered Seth Rich to cover it up. Boom. <laughs> I mean, hey, it, it is known. The totally, uh, the totally pilled podcast. <laughs> so I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I personally am like especially shocked that the, nothing came at the cyber symposium because uh, Mike Lindell had produced a smoking gun. And uh, thanks to our boy Rod, well, not Mike Lindell specifically, but uh, he had a smoking gun produced by Rod Watkins. And uh, Ron Watkins not only produced the smoking gun, but also the hand and face and entire identity of the person <laughs> holding it. <laughs> and th- th- that person was Tina Peters. And I hear that Tina Peters is now getting investigated, question mark, but not <laughs> just by the law, but also by people who are just interested in who she might be in contact with. What's going on, What's going on here? Yeah, take yeah. me through Tina Peters. So uh, Tina Peters, who is now under investigation by the FBI for potentially committing uh, really real crimes that could get her in some trouble, um, Tina is in uh, Colorado. And uh, one of our two uh, congresspeople that are part of the QAnon caucus is from Colorado as well, Lauren Boebert. And... uh, Lauren Boebert's uh, campaign manager, uh, Sharina Bishop, uh, is someone who is pals with the Proud Boys and it was also, again, working uh, with Boebert's campaign. And she, it appears, was uh, had connections also to Peter's. Uh, Logan M. Davis, which who very nicely, that is both his uh, like name on Twitter and his handle, at Logan M. Davis, has a very long and uh, interesting thread about this uh, tangled web of the Bobert campaign uh, and Peters and how they uh, more than likely were in, gotten got in touch with one another and Peters may have been doing what she did uh, at the behest of a bishop and the, like the Bobert campaign that this uh, looking for fraudulent. Um, looking for tampering and Dominion voting machines, looking for ways to have access to them was also something that beyond uh, Mike Lindell and and Ron Watkins also uh, 
Bobert, who is one of these uh, Trump really won, uh, the election was stolen, uh, people that were contesting the election and on uh, January 6th. And also she was the one tweeting out where Nancy Pelosi was located during the riots. And supposedly, oh, is that, that going to see charges? And supposedly the weeks before the, uh, the before the riots was leading people on tours of the Capitol before she was even sworn in as a member of Congress. So uh, Lauren has a lot of interesting stuff going on in her history, as it were. And so this uh, timeline of uh, events between uh, Bishop and uh, Peters that's on this thread is very interesting. So I am, I mean, again, uh, Davis on Twitter makes it very clear that he's, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not law enforcement. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just a guy on the internet with a bunch of free time. And I'm looking at all these different postings on uh, Facebook watch and zoom meetings and other things that these people have done. And, uh, yeah, Lord, and wouldn't you know, uh, Bishop and Peters both showed up at the cyber symposium of Mike Lindell's to uh, talk about the information that they had potentially uncovered about voter fraud. So, so weird. So weird. So uh, it is, I mean, I, Marjorie Taylor Greene has to be punching a wall at this point because how is she not implicated in this? How did she not get her grubby little paws on? Oh, this? God, it, it would be great if it came out that MTG and Lauren Boebert had like a ladies of QAnon rivalry going on that eventually spirals into a uh, Nancy Kerrigan style like fucking like, uh, dr- drama yeah, that we get to watch a lifetime movie of be still my heart like L- just L- don't lord bobert having a goon kneecap marjorie taylor green that'd be oh great god uh, my my only my, my my only lament in this uh this thread of uh logan's was that he uh at the end he tagged only the guys from the the qaa podcast and hey logan where's my tag i I'm here to sh- I'm here to shill your thread as hard as possible. Uh, let me know. Well, I mean, he, he didn't tag you, and yet here you are shilling anyway. So who yeah. really won? Yeah, he won. He won. He he knew he knew he, that I, he knew I'm a grasper. He knows that he knows that I'm desperate. Yeah, he, he dominated you the way that Donald Trump totally dominated the 2020 presidential election. Yes. <laughs> hey, you you've been completely owed. You just oh. didn't realize it for some time. Much like uh, Joe Biden. Yes. Much like Joe Biden doesn't know that he's not really the president, even though Joe Biden is absolutely really the president and is destroying America. with this Joe disaster. Biden knows he's not the president in whatever tube he's being held while James Wood wears his skin and pilots his body. Yeah, yeah should be one thing that Joe Biden has done as the president. Yeah, you can't. There we go. Boom. Yeah. Absolute nine zero. <laughs> Fucking yeah. got him. Yes, the, uh, the 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 laptop L is is recording this podcast on is not named Sleepy Joe on in, on, in honor of the uh, the check that L got sent uh, after Biden got into office. So um, yeah, it's, it's L. It's L got got Biden in office. I mean, I just assumed that that one also came from Trump because the second mm-hmm. one wasn't signed, and I remember the signature on the first yeah. one is being from <laughs> yeah, Donald Trump. First... So yeah. Oh. I... There was oh one of I think it was Ghost Ezra, but someone was trying to uh, make a point about like the proof of what was really happening of those second stimulus checks, and there was like all these posts on Telegram where it was like, did you get a second stimulus check that was an actual paper check? If so, who what was the name in like the memo section? And there was this big thing about that person who was part of the Treasury 
was like secretly a patriot or whatever. It was this really weird theory that they were trying to like really hammer home because Biden didn't make them edit the checks to have his name on them and delay the checks going out any any time. Because yeah, he's not a twat. Like, right. how, how dare you sarcastically, or not sarcastically, uh, how dare you exasperatedly sigh. I heard that sigh. <laughs> that, that <laughs> yes. Yes, you did. Yeah. For, for, for points at this point, you, you either need to save that for way worse stuff, or you need to just choke those impulses down, because n- 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 nothing we talk about is any sort of good. <laughs> sometimes this podcast is so exhausting. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's a little difficult to talk about all, all these chumps every week, and all they're all their desperately trying to destroy the country that we live in, and in a lot of ways succeeding. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, literally, if they would just write it out for 50 years, like, the Earth will just do its job and kill all of us through, like, wildfires anyway. Like, I don't understand why they have to be making things so much worse until uh, that point. Like, right. Just just let, let it ride until the tsunami destroys everyone. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're doomed. Uh, we're doomed anyways. Don't worry, guys. Don't sweat it. I mean, don't... don't it's uh, all downhill from here. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we had a run. That run is coming to a close. And uh, soon the, the Earth will be engaged in the great war between Ant and Cockroach for who truly dominates. Sweet is- release. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it is. Did you guys ever watch The Newsroom? I think we talked about it a little bit on Binge Wordy because yeah, like, yeah. I, I had been watching it with my former roommates. But for, for, for our listeners, uh, there's an episode of The Newsroom where they have like a, a climate scientist on as, <laughs> yeah. as part of it. And uh, I would highly recommend finding at least the clip of that part of that episode and just just watching it and then re- remembering to yourself that that show came out like a literal decade ago. Because uh, that guy is summing up the way actual scientists just think now, like the the UN scientist that put out that recent paper, uh, he was pretty much just doing the scripted television version <laughs> of, of their of of their position, but ten years in the past, he was channeling a message from the future. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> message from the future. Even though it's a teletype sound effect, uh, we're fucked. Well, well, they're they're using a teletype in the future because we've destroyed all modern. Yeah, everything else is gone. We, we've been reduced to the teletype. We're fucked. Yeah, that's basically. They, the they're thing. just the TVA, so all, all of the all of their shit is weirdly analog because it looks cool. Yeah, because yeah, Feige but- was like, "Make it look cool," and they were just like, "Real to real tape looks cool," and he was like, "Make it so." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we ha- so we have like this disastrous world that we're living in, which uh, would lead me to believe that it's time to talk about how poorly we're handling the COVID problem in America. Yay! Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> so uh, the, the first off, let's go to the, the the beaten heart of Texas, the Lone Star State, our glorious former republic. That Cha, had- cowboys, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. run about- <laughs> yeah, the book. Yeah, the <laughs> that joined America for a few decades where we're really like, screw that and then joined the Confederacy because they loved slavery and then that didn't work and now they're back in America although they don't like it too much uh, so the governor of Texas um, Governor Abbott uh, got himself some Rona this week and mm-hmm. uh, he says he's doing great and he's being hit with Regeneron and all the other high Regeneron? Yeah he's getting the high grade 
he's asymptomatic, fully vaccinated, and they're still giving him like the the forty five hundred a pop Regeneron shots or whatever to make sure that he doesn't get. How eat. much Adrenochrome is in Regeneron? Is that uh, like off brand? Is that when I go to CVS and I don't buy Tylenol, I just buy acetaminophen? Yes, yeah. that's the that's the cowboy way. When you get injured or sick, you rub some dirt on it, you walk it off, and also you inject several thousand dollars worth of experimental Regeneron. Yes, all of these things. There's a, a, a the noble the noble way of the true frontiersman. And uh, the other thing that's been happening. The noble way. Yes, damn right. You shut up. Yeah, it's no, just like, hey, hey, bite down on this stick. This is going to hurt. And then a doctor gingerly sticks in with a needle full of like $6,000 worth of chemicals. Yes. And he's <laughs> like, oh, man, it's it's real hard out here on the range. It's like, you shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> you, you, you immediately go back to your mansion and you burn all of your cowboy hats, you dumb fuck. Yeah. He's uh, also going on in Texas, hilariously, is uh, some of the districts that are trying to defy his anti-mask mandate because they don't want to murder their school children. Uh, they have looked at the mask mandate and they've said, you know what the mask mandate doesn't uh, talk about? And that's school dress codes. So now they've updated their school dress codes to state that you have to wear a mask nice. as part of dress code. Smart. So uh, they've they've hit him with the loophole, as it were. So I'm sure that this is going to lead to all kinds of more fun and frivolity because these dum-dums just really, really, really want to give kids COVID. And- well, now, Mike, as, as proud cowboys, these, these, old, these old boys, they just associate the mask with the dreaded bandito. So... If you don't want anybody rustling or robbing your banks, you got to make sure you can see their face. You need to look a man in the eye and also in his face if you're going to do business with him, even if that man is a tiny child going to school. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, Ranch Hand L uh, ex- explaining the wisdom of the West to our it's listeners. It's long been known that L yeah. is a, a bandito at heart. He's yes. a, a Western boy oh. from a Western town. Oh, you better believe it. You better believe I'm a bandit at heart because I wear my mask every day. Yes. <laughs> I gotta have that mask. Yeah. I take public transportation on my commute. Fucking, you fucking better believe it. I, if anything, I wish I had two masks. Yeah. Oh, I, I still, I, I have like a spare face shield from my work. If you want to like have the face shield visor and a mask, if you want to go like, like as close to a hazmat suit as you can, I can hook you up with that. I do that. I do that bubble boy suit that NASA made for that kid back in the eighties or whatever. <laughs> Just like approach the trade with like a team of people pushing my little oxygen ventilator behind me. Yes. I'm just uh, yeah, just like hey, I need this suit to protect me because I don't want to be on a ventilator. And then they just look at <laughs> look at my fleet of people pushing pushing a big tube around for me. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I've got Bubble Boy on the braid because I I, uh, I I watched a little mini documentary on YouTube uh, about him, and I was just like, how tragic, but also like cool to see NASA rallying behind this one kid. <laughs> Didn't they get his immune system working in the end? Wasn't he able to get out of the bubble? I remember. Uh, no, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure the end of that story is that he is dead. Oh, <laughs> so, unfortunate, man. Uh, it, it was, it, uh, but I, I don't know for sure. And everybody's just like, "Did you just say you watch a video on it?" And it's just like, "Well, on, I, I watched a video about that year in the '80s, and they talked about Bubble Boy for a little while." And I'm pretty sure his story kind of ends tragically. I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they injected him with enough Regeneron and Adrenochrome to get his immune system to work properly, and he died when he was like 14 or whatever. But I could be wrong. Who knows? Do your own research. 
that's the greatest possible answer to anything is to just angrily shout, do your own research. Yeah, just to <laughs> say something that is likely wrong and then just yell at your, yell at the person you're speaking to to do their own research. And then the follow-up to that is when they come back having done their own research and try to explain to you why you're wrong, uh, tell them that you don't believe any of their sources. <laughs> Power move. They're, they're all part of the cover-up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, hey. well, what are your sources? The Bible? Because if it ain't the Bible, I don't want none of it. Um, so, uh, as Texas continues to burn in, uh, the fires of COVID, we also had, uh, more fun coming out of the, uh, our beloved state of Kentucky, where it turns out that, uh, Rand Paul, uh, U.S. Senator, question mark, how the fuck did that happen? Answer Kentucky. Uh, Rand Paul, it's found out, uh, his, he, uh, made his first and only ever stock buy, in the history of the world. And it was for through his wife, right through through his wife. And it was for one of these experimental drugs that treat COVID. I believe it was Resivir. And uh, he didn't report this purchase when he was supposed to. And um, he only now strange. He only now is having it brought to light while he uh, is also going on television, telling people that uh, fuck the vaccine, fuck masks and all this other stuff. Meanwhile, he's uh investing heavily in, again, a a very expensive treatment for COVID when you get really sick. And it's weird that he's telling you. Yeah. yeah. So he's just, he's just doing insider trading, baby. He's just like, yeah, man, don't take the vaccine. It sucks. Instead get sick and we have medicine that will help you. Why, why are congressmen and senators allowed to trade stocks? Like I know his wife bought it, but yeah, I was about to say he didn't buy any stocks, sir. His wife did. I, all they have to do is disclose them. And he, yeah, so I, I love Rand Paul because at, at, at best, in the best case scenario, he is simply plague profiteering. It's much more likely that like there's probably some legal sticky wicket where he's like doing insider trading or whatever. But but it's just like even if what he's doing is not legally wrong, it's clearly incredibly morally wrong. <laughs> uh, morals. Who needs them? Who wants them? I, I mean, and the thing about it, it's like so crazy is it's like they were all these Republicans were doing this like at that time, uh, like Purdue and Loeffler, the people as that, was the fashion at the time, right? As was the fashion at the time, the, the, those two uh, Republicans who lost their Senate seats in Georgia. And I don't I mean, those races were incredibly close. So I don't think that it goes too far as to say that like their insider trading being exposed might have been what tipped the scales to get them booted out of the Senate. I mean, it's really incredible that this massive uh, pandemic is brewing and these people can see the storm coming and their reaction is, how can I make a buck off of this in the most sketchy, uh, borderline illegal way possible that will at least at the very, that will look bad at the very least when it's brought to the light of day. And uh, for the two of us, Jamokes in Georgia, our election is up uh, this year. So if this comes out now, this could be even more no bueno for us. <laughs> hey, fuck it. Gotta make a buck. What? Yeah. I mean, yeah, hey, what? Yeah, whatever. I mean, sometimes, sometimes you just have to make money no matter how bad it might look and, uh, you know, cost you your gig in the Senate because reasons. I mean, it's just, it, it really is amazing to me uh, that I, I just, I just don't understand that level of just unbelievable greed. It's like these people are already incredible. I, 
I just, I mean, I mean, I just don't understand how you can be like that incredibly rich and still say to yourself, I need more riches and I need these riches to be done in such a way that is like probably unethical. Cause they keep getting away with it. Like apparently, I mean, uh, it just goes to show that I'm a, I'm a Jamoke who uh, is a dumb, dumb who buys into, I don't know, any kind of efficacy. I don't know. Yeah. They, they, they call that disease being liberal. <laughs> oh, pretty much. Oh my God. I can't stop doing the voice now. <laughs> Time to move to Texas, I suppose. Are you, um, do you ride on a steel horse or a regular horse? Uh, I mean, oh, so, I mean, uh, <laughs> just immediately dropped my dumb voice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose, I, like, if anything, do I get to choose? Do I get to choose what I ride on? Can I, can I be the only cowboy that rides around on one of those, like, single person centurion chariot things from back in the day? That'd be great. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think, like, well, I'm trying to, uh, how to tell people I'm too fat for a horse without telling people I'm too fat for a horse. <laughs> So you want to be in a Ben Hur style chariot, but a yeah. cowboy? Yeah, yes. absolutely. What you tell me, cowboys don't need protection from other chariots? I mean, come on, get with it. <laughs> uh, go on without me. Leave I, I me just, here. This is I, where I, I die. I, I just, I just had to look this up for a moment. Uh, but Lawler, the the woman who uh, lost her Senate seat to uh, Reverend Whitlock or Warnock in Georgia. Uh, her and her husband have an estimated uh, worth of $800 million. She has $800 million. And she was still like, you know what? Let me get in on this COVID insider trading. Yeah, so, that's how it works. That is so, just how it fucking works. So, I mean, oh my God, $800 million. And you're still, you're still trying to, you're still not tipping your waiter. You're still looking for more money in the, in the sofa cushions. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. It's just like, oh my God, like. I can yeah, get and, and, and the best thing is, is that like you didn't need to do like ethically sketchy stuff to make money off of the pandemic. Like I invested in AMC because that seemed like an incredibly sure thing. And it turns out it was. So uh, th- this is not this is not financial advice because I'm not I'm not able to give people financial advice because I am an idiot. But uh, back during the early times of this year, I saw the AFC stock was very low and assumed that once the corona was done, it was easily going to rebound. And then it did. So uh, you don't have to be investing heavily into experimental drugs to treat people whose lungs are collapsing due to COVID. You can just <laughs> invest in the entertainment industry because at some point, hopefully, the pandemic will be over and we can get back to doing entertaining things. <laughs> nope. <laughs> were, you, were you a part of the Gang of Apes? Were you part of the Diamond Hands? Were you a part of any of the cool AMC people? Uh, no, I was just a casual person that had a little money to back AMC because I uh, genuinely believe in the theater going experience. And <laughs> I was like buying it at like eight. And I was just like, oh, well, there's no way that this doesn't go above 21. And boy, how did it go above 21? So, uh, yeah. So I was just like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll jack out when I make at least three times my investment. And that seems like it's going to be a sure thing. And like I said, it was. But that's that that, that wasn't me just being like, oh, yeah, I can't wait for I can't wait for everybody to die so that way the the living can go to the movies. That was just me <laughs> assuming that at some point people would get well and that movies would reopen and everyone would be pumped. But you know, uh, Republicans so so damn entitled to their freedom to die on a ventilator that somebody else needs. 
uh, is making it so that that spike was temporary because now everything has gone fuck up again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of things going fuck up that we thought were done a while ago, uh, how about Afghanistan, huh? Am I right, guys? <laughs> I wasn't Boy, sure. If, we talked about it briefly. I wasn't sure if we were coming back. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, we don't we don't really need to dwell on it, but like, mostly because for our purposes, the the ongoing bullshit in Afghanistan is is really serves to allow us to talk about uh, how, how it's obviously just like you know uh, a big operation to distract us from the Arizona audit. Yeah, the, the governments of the world have gotten together and decided that what what's going on in Arizona is really sketchy and for 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 their uh, cabal bottom line. So they're like, man. How do we distract America? Oh, we know. Have the Taliban take over Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, so uh, Ron, uh, Ron, totally not Q Watkins, uh, made a post on his Telegram telling everybody, hey, guys, like, I, I know that you're seeing this whole Taliban taking over uh, Afghanistan and stuff, but but don't. Don't let it don't let it rustle your jimmies. Like uh like just uh make sure that you know um that what really matters is the audit. Uh the direct quote is the ongoing failure in Afghanistan is just the beginning of a planned distraction campaign so that they can ignore the Maricopa County audit results. All eyes that's, on Maricopa County. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, this uh horrifying humanitarian crisis. I, n- I fucking knew it. Yep, all of it. This this disaster in Afghanistan is entirely just um, there to try to divert America's attention away from the terrible truth of the 2020 election finally being revealed in uh, Maricopa County. That is uh, that's what this is all about. The uh, the withdrawal that literally uh, Trump uh, signed in to effect that uh, and it was supposed to happen in May, but Biden cagely kept the withdrawal because the Biden was just monitoring the Arizona audit. And he's like, okay, when do I pull out the troops for maximum Maricopa County distraction value? And then when he saw that the heat was getting spicy now, he was, he made the call and he's like, get them out, get those troops out right now. Cause Maricopa County is going nuclear. Maricopa County is going hot. And I'm going to be in a, just a boatload of trouble with all the evidence coming out of the from the the, the cyber ninjas and the code monkeys <laughs> the cyber, the and, cyber the, and, ninjas. And, I, and, and the fruit salads and the fruit ninjas and that video game where you slice the fruit up all of that stuff it's all happening soon so we got to get the troops out right now so everyone focuses on that and not on the fact that i'm not legitimately the president Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/spoken today. 
Oh my god. What like how does anyone ever take a a group called Cyber Ninjas seriously? Well, I mean, you know, the the half of a country with a brain never did. <sighs> Like, I, I don't know any of my liberal friends who are just like, let's give these uh, Cyber Ninja guys a shot. They yeah, seem like they probably know what's going on. Yeah, let, let, they let, definitely let, know what's up. Yeah, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. There's no... Like, if, you've, if you found out that Pokemon Unite was designed by, a, like, a team called Cyber Ninjas, you'd be like, yeah, okay, it's a video game. Cyber yeah. Ninjas suitably. Yeah. But Sounds it's just like, good. oh, it's like, oh, uh, hey, uh, have you heard about this company, uh, Cyber Ninjas? And they're just like, no, what game did they make? And it's just like, no game at all. In fact, they are in charge of election security. You'd be like, what the fuck? They, they made a game called Stealing Democracy, Undermining American Democracy so we can make money. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was about to say Stealing Democracy wouldn't work because they are, they've proven nothing and have stolen nothing. Yeah. Except, for, except for Arizona's money, I guess. Yeah, which <laughs> I guess more power to them. I mean, if Arizona wants people to really get to the bottom of what happened, uh, they can they can get in touch with my my people, and I will charge them for the cool price of twenty million dollars. I will personally audit their their ballots and tell them if I see anything amiss. In fact, uh, in any of the states that QAnon are worried about, twenty million dollars and your boy here, I will personally guarantee that I'll go through every ballot and make sure that nothing is amiss. Nice. Using my, using my proprietary technology of my eyeballs and hands. <laughs> and you'll probably do a better job than Cyber Ninjas did on that front because there were a, uh, plenty of things that people reported where there was a box of ballots that was supposed to have like 40 and Cyber Ninjas reported that it had like 36. Like basic counting was something that was beyond Cyber Ninjas' capabilities to handle. Like the whole thing was such an absolute train wreck that um guys i'm happy to report that having uh having audited all of arizona's ballots i have uh i have found no hanging chads repeat no oh. hanging chads yeah, that's so, good yeah <laughs> tw- tw- money please 20 million dollars oh thank Cha-ching, god baby <laughs> yeah. yeah so this the whole thing with uh Maricopa County is so important that literally everything in the world is a distraction against it. Uh, Arizona, uh, like... uh, the the best part about all of this is that even if somehow they were able to find some level of malfeasance in Arizona, it wouldn't like change the election in any way, shape, or form because that wasn't enough enough electoral votes to flip this thing. QAnon themselves repeatedly had said, "Okay, we got like they were working out maps. We're like, okay, once we flip Arizona, then we got to go to Wisconsin, then we got to get Georgia." And it's like, guys, like you do realize by the time any of these like states like quote unquote flip, which they actually can't. It'll be time for the 2024 election. You will have invalidated Biden's 2020 win in 2016. And then you're going to have to invalidate his 2024 win. I mean, it's this ridiculous process that is designed by cyber ninjas and the Republicans in uh, Arizona to never end. It's designed to be perpetual. Um, They've said that there's going to be a preliminary report that's going to come out Monday, but they're not even going to release that preliminary report to the public. That that preliminary report is just going to go to the Senate of Arizona, and they're going to look it over, have questions, and then send it back to Cyber Ninjas for revisions. And they're going to keep doing that process over and over and over again until they finally have a final report they're willing to release. 
a.k.a. a report that is shady enough to try to pacify QAnon, but not shady enough for them to be personally on the hook for a billion-dollar Dominion lawsuit. Elle, you remember in school when you'd, you'd write a book report and you'd give it to the teacher and she gave you a bad grade and you said, no, give it back to me now because that's not the right report. Uh, I'm going to keep doing it again and giving it back to you until I get the answer and the grade I want. Cause that's how uh, I do work. remember that it, it mm-hmm. was, it, 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 I was always so confused when she kept insisting that it was because my book report was always on penthouse forum, but I tried to explain to her that it was the only book that my dad owned. So what, what else was I to do? <laughs> oh my God. It's, and it's a book report, uh, about a book you wrote, you made it up yourself. So how do you keep getting it so wrong? Dear Penthouse, I never thought it would happen to me, but the other night I rigged an election successfully for Joe Biden. <laughs> the the packet captures I created were incredible and immaculate. They were the greatest packet captures in the history of the world. Signed, Dennis Montgomery. Yeah. In, in, in the future, it's going to make Michael Lindell cyber symposium so wet. Um <laughs> Uh, you, like, I, you like that callback humor? I love yes. the call. I love the callback mostly because of Sarge's disgusted head shake. Just okay, you guys miss out on a lot of those. There's yeah. that's a lot of uh, disgusted head shakes from me. Yeah. Oh man, speaking of things that makes Michael Lindell super wet, uh, Donald Trump gave an interview on Hannity, and boy howdy, did he look fucking crazy. <laughs> Uh, there, th- this uh, interview with Hannity, it is it is amazing to me how like just not lucid Trump is. It's incredible. This guy is just all over the place. He is just you can tell that when he starts his sentence, he doesn't know where it's going to end. He doesn't know how he's going to land the plane. Yeah, he does a he, lot of free associating. He does. He does a ton of free associating. He was talking about how he had this great deal with the Taliban and he negotiated with them and everyone said he couldn't do it, but he did it. Uh, Just like he did with uh, Kim Jong-un. They said he was going to have a nuclear war with Kim Jong-un, but he didn't. He got along great with Kim (laughs) Jong-un. He also got along great with South Korea, but South Korea wasn't paying him for protection from North Korea and that wasn't right. So he made South Korea give him billions of dollars and that's what America should get be, a protection racket. And, uh, but the South Koreans still loved him, even though he made them give him billions of dollars. And it, and it was just like, yo, uh, Donald, we, we were talking about Afghanistan here. Like that was the and, and he suddenly just goes on this riff about Kim Jong-un and the Korean Peninsula. This, and it's just he's we're just, recording. Yeah, this is to Don, Mr. Trump, former yeah, Mr. president, Mr. Trump. Yeah, yeah. We're, this is this is like we only have an hour to edit this. We only have so many takes we can have you do. And Trump's like, "What do you mean takes? You're getting one take. That's it. I'm I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say because I'm Trump. I'm the man. I was I was the president. You're all still kissing my ass. So you just have to deal with Grandpa Crazy Person just step, spinning a yarn about how Kim Jong Un's my bro in relation to Afghanistan because reasons and whatever. Just get over it." And and Hannity's like, fuck. And uh, on top of that, if you haven't seen the still shots of Trump's aggressively unkept hair, I mean, his hair, as bad as the as bad as that weird, dumb comb over thing is, 
it is even worse now. I mean, he is like it's like he's like it's like he's just like spreading it out and flattening it. He wants you to sent us you sent us the picture in the production meeting, and I, yeah. I was like, this almost looks fake, just because which I hate to put out in the world because QAnon. Oh but, man, and, and and of course, like in that picture, I just called it up again to look at it because I, I, I there was something I wanted to remark about it, and uh, of course, uh, Mike sent us to us uh, sent it to us, and it's a screen cap from Pepe Lives Matters feed on fucking racist gram or whatever, and uh, of course, Pepe here is saying Trump is not happy, looking extra savage tonight, and it's yeah. just like wow. <laughs> They will literally just praise the man for anything, including looking just like looking he combed his grumpy. hair with a chicken bone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, w- like w- when I was a lad and I had like longer, more flowing hair, I went on a whale watching trip with my mother and I was leaning over the railing because a whale had swam under our boat and it, ro- it rose up to the surface and I did not know how close to its blowhole I was. And it blasted me in the face with its briny spray, making me Mike Lindell wet and making my hair look like Donald Trump's in this picture. And I don't think that anybody, Pepe included, would be saying that I looked savage. <laughs> you absolutely did. Don't worry, yeah. buddy. Uh, if only, if only we, if only Elle's childhood was in the, it was in the present day, we would have a clip of that to like post on the pod, on the podcast Twitter feed, so that people could actually see Elle with his Trump hair flowing majestically in the in the breeze, looking extra savage after getting blowholed by a whale. Yeah, it actually sort of made me look 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 more a little something about Mary because Trump in this photo, his 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 little swoop is going aggressively to the left. Mine was just going aggressively straight back because I was I was right over this motherfucking blowhole. I had no idea what was about to happen to me. I was like, oh, my God, a whale so majestic. And it was like, yeah, I'm about to majestically uh, sneeze in your whole fucking face and body. I was like, oh, great. It tastes like the ocean from inside of a living creature. Perfect. Ah, but at least it was a memory. Oh man! Oh yeah. Well, I mean, quick. Somebody tell somebody tell Pepe Lives Matter how savage I was and how I'm ready to take America back. <laughs> Boom. Don't worry, buddy. We will. Yes. So, I just want to be savage. <laughs> one day, L. One day. So I, I think that uh, is the, the roundup of ye old news for the week. It's time to dip into the mailbag. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. So uh, Horizon to Horizon, Nothing But Mistakes, uh, which is America in a nutshell, uh, asks, uh, did the deep state really fake Ashley Babbitt's death? And is she now getting plastic surgery to alter her features to look like Kamala Harris? Uh, What? I can accept that as a plot of a stupid movie. That seems perfectly reasonable. Uh, uh, Speaking of Ashley Babbitt and stupid movie, uh, somebody on Twitter, I wish I I wish I like screen grabbed it or whatever, posted an incredibly uh, Donald Trump's hair looking ridiculous, savage uh, Photoshop of weekend at Bernie's or whatever. But it's like weekend at Babbitt's. And it's, it was just, I was just like, wow, this this is making me laugh. But even I recognize how in poor taste it is. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I believe it's from I believe it's from our podcast's uh, Twitter feed. I'm looking at it. It's Donald Trump and Jim Jordan holding up Ashley Babbitt in the Bernie with uh, Bernie's corpse, and uh, with Ashley's head on it with the MAGA hat. So that yeah, this is yeah. Uh, so I, I don't want I don't want whoever posted that on our feed to get it twisted. I'm not condemning you for it. It made me laugh a lot, but it, it also made me do the 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 disgusted head shake of Sarge as I was laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm. uh, dark would be how we would describe it, but yeah. yeah 
what I would what I would say to do is to uh, pitch this to Neon Revolt because he is both a uh, QAnon psychopath, racist, lunatic, and also a failed screenwriter. So I'm sure he's desperate for ideas, and he needs a pitch man to like let him know what kind of terrible movie he might be able to sneak through Ben Shapiro's production company so that Gina, Gina Carano can play Ashley Babbitt as uh, the, the face-off stealth uh, vice president who becomes president. Face-off. <laughs> Uh, but yes, that is the dream there for that uh, potential movie down the line. Um, so thank you for that question. Uh, Deport Gamers uh, asks, uh, do you think Major Dad will become a Talistan? Uh, yes, because almost all of QAnon right now are aggressively pro-Taliban. I've seen like like all these, all these white nationalist shitheads and QAnon assholes are like, hey, the Taliban's against gay marriage and abortion and all these other things. Maybe the bad guys were not who we thought they were. Maybe maybe it's the friends we made along the way. Yeah, and look, look at all these heroes taking their country back. They, they, know, they know what to do. And it's just yeah. like, well, okay, try it yourself there, idiots. Go ahead, mount up. Yeah, let's, go. Uh, let, let, let's see the American military leave America instead of a landlocked nation half a world away where our only two access points are Iran, which I don't think is going to let us in, and Pakistan, which is getting dicier by the moment. So, yeah, I mean, you can either have the logistics nightmare of Afghanistan or our own country, our home turf. No, wait, it, man, the, pa- the Patriots are in control. <laughs> and when they start mobilizing, it's only going to take two weeks for them to take over from sea to shining sea. Yep. Yes. Oh, man. If only, if only that would happen. Never forget how in control the Patriots are. They're very in control. <laughs> Incredibly yeah. in control. I mean, uh, now that Mac Jones is under center, I mean, who knows? Yes. Oh, God. Please let him be our starting quarterback sooner rather than later. Sorry, Cam. Lo- love you, but not in love with you. I'll drive you to the airport. Um, uh, yeah, I-, I wouldn't even go so far as to say I love Cam Newton. I don't know shit <laughs> about Cam Newton. He seems kind of like a douchebag, and now that he can't play football, he's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, my God. I'm just happy that uh, my my Patriot Garoppolo ten jersey is now my my Mac Jones ten jersey. Just don't look, just don't look at the back, or maybe I'll put some painters tape on the back and uh, just use a sharpie to scrawl Jones and over the top of Garoppolo. It'll be I great. have friends that live in Kansas City, so I can't wait to watch the Chiefs losing the Super Bowl again to the Bucks. That'll be great. That'll oh, be fantastic. Man. Oh God! Um, just just a fifty seven year old Tom Brady just dunking on everyone's <laughs> pick for the next Tom Brady, and it's just like, well, you don't get to be the next Tom Brady until the first Tom Brady fucks off. It doesn't seem like it's happening anytime soon. <laughs> so uh, thank you for that question that led to a football jag from us. Uh, Amanda Scatlin asks, what is the difference between the Cabal and the Illuminati and who would win in a fight? Uh, they're the same thing pretty much. Although uh, the whole adrenochrome thing that came in as like a revisionist history, as, as a new wrinkle in the Cabal Illuminati story, I think that gives the Cabal the extra kick they would need to overcome the Illuminati were the two sides to like break into factions and start getting into a tussle. See, so, I mean, you're our expert. You certainly know more about this than I do. But I always sort of got the impression that the Cabal was like the Illuminati as the, as it pertained to giving a shit about America and that the Illuminati was more of a global thing. Uh, well, well, I mean, it's they, the term Illuminati and deep state and cabal are interchangeable for QAnon. And they 
always throw these things around willy nilly. They don't have an actual like def- definition of like what any of these things are. Uh, in the fall, in the fall cabal series, Janet O even says the deep state or cabal because they're just the same thing. They they just want they just use they just use cabal when they're on uh, Twitter. Or, before they get kicked off or any other place where they got to like shorten the characters they use in a sentence. And they're like, Oh shit, deep states too many like characters. So they're like type- Japanese school children. They're just abbrevi- abbreviating everything because they can. I yeah. mean, the deep state definitely doesn't sound like an, like an international thing. Like when I, when I hear the phrase deep state, that certainly rings to me like as like a single country sort of deal. Oh yeah. So yeah. hey, hey, Mike, you're an you're a bona fide expert, man. You be you being interviewed by the Washington Post and shit or whatever. Uh, guess what? Like, use your expert powers to be the one to say, "Hey, I'm putting my I'm planting the flag here. I'm the one doing a hierarchy of uh, these three terms." I would propose deep state being like a local country thing, followed by cabal, one step above that, like getting kind of international, maybe some kid touching from Dutch royals or whatever Janet O's on about. And then the Illuminati sits at the head of the table, John Wick style. Ah, I can go, I can accept that. I, I will, I will, I will yield to L's superior nomenclature on this situation and attempt to uh, poison people's minds with my interpretation of made up shit that people are just throwing around all willy nilly. Yeah. I bet you how satisfying it would be to get some traction with that because we're, we're taking cube mythos and then just like, like we're, we're canonizing parts of it. Yeah. <laughs> we're just putting on our professor's hat and acting all hoity toity and just being like, Oh, oh you sure. think- you think the deep state runs China? Oh, 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 oh what, what little you know of the world of QAnon? Uh, yeah, like, like, like that, like that chungus that we were making fun of earlier on his Twitter feed, just being like, "Now let's be analytical about this." It's like, yeah, yeah. shut, shut up. The next thing out of your mouth is going to be the least scientific thing ever spoken. Like, yeah. let's be analytical about this. We all know Donald Trump is still the president, but and it's like, okay, cool. Well, every other word out of your mouth after that is completely fucking useless. Yeah, we could disregard everything else. So it's like a Pokemon evolution and Illuminati's at the top. That's the yeah. Deep state evolves into Cabal at level twenty-two, and then Cabal evolves into Illuminati at level thirty-seven. Okay, okay. And then it learns psychic, which is great. Oh yes, and at, at level thirty-seven, it gets the little swirl on its forehead to let you know that it's fully Illuminati and totally evil, because symbolism will be their downfall. Uh, Old Man Man Watkins is here with his uh, UFC cage match of the week for the QAnon community and says, "Ah, question these, I don't interact with." Yeah, of these three, of these three groups uh, that are uh, three people each, uh, Geddes, uh, Medic, and Qtaw versus Sather, Ezra, and Matrix. Or Flynn, Steinbart, and Code Monkey. Which group of three do you delete? And the answer is uh, any group that has uh, Ron Watkins, who is Q, and Flynn is by far way worse than the rest. of them. Yeah, that that uh, that, that matchup does not seem close. Like nope. I, I I don't really know a lot of those people, and the fact that two of the people that I do know are on one team, it makes that a pretty easy question to answer, even for yeah. me. Yeah, boom, just crush. crush Probably the guys. one with Michael Flynn and Q and uh, and, and Q on it. Like, yeah, I would I would have to I would have to guess that team. But what do yeah. I know? Right. Ron is such a spindly idiot too. That <sighs> that man has never been in a fight in his life. Almost assuredly not. Uh, uh, so thank you for the thank you for this week's UFC cage match emporium of QAnon promoters, old man Watkins. Uh, Trap Lord Flecko asks Sarge, "What is your favorite KC barbecue joint?" Ooh, um, so 
I think um, Arthur Bryant has the best sauce, but uh, Joe's definitely has the best sandwich, the Z-Man. And um, Gates is the easiest to get to. And that sounds kind of weird, but they have uh, more locations than the others, making them easier to access. And they are they are very good as well. Now, so. I'm happy that Sarge answered the question because it's addressed to him. But I do have to say, uh, because there are three of us, and it would be sort of weird for only one person to be talking at any given time, uh, that I have gone to visit and hang out with Sarge and eat KC barbecue with him. And I agree with two out of his three points. Uh, I agree that Arthur Bryant has the best sauce. I agree that uh, the the last one, which one was it? Sorry, I got the, the middle. Gates. Confused. Gates. Yeah, Gates is the easiest to get to. Uh, but I do have to say, when it comes to Joe's, I was pretty whelmed by that sandwich. It wasn't certainly wasn't bad, but it didn't knock my stocks off. However, what did we get on the side? Was it their like brisket or their burnt ends? Right, burnt, ends. Their burnt ends. Burnt ends is Man. a good thing in Kansas City. Them burnt ends were incredible. So I, was, I mean, like those were the best burnt ends I've ever had in my life. So uh, I guess it just sort of depends on the experience. Honestly, I, I did not think that their barbecue sandwich, the Z-Man, was that hot as shit. Uh, but it was more than made, made up for by the succulent incredibleness of the burnt ends that we got on the side. Yeah, uh, yeah Arthur Bryan's sauce. If you get a chance to order it, just, I don't know, just do it. It's like, it's Also, still... Arthur Bryan's is Obama appro- approved. Obama yeah, went there. He, went, he ate there when he was in town. Uh, I have yet to uh, visit Sarge in his native land, uh, so I have I cannot comment on Casey Barbecue. Uh, my my home, home and native land. Yes, so I will respectfully abstain from this question, as it were. And uh, our final uh, our final question of the week, as it were, is from uh, Clutch Zero, which is favorite pair of ice cream flavors. I feel like I feel targeted by this. I, I can't I can't imagine that. The, I can't imagine that either of the rest of you have like a slam dunk answer for this. And having gone out for ice cream several times with uh, Mike Rains in person, like he knows I have an answer for this. My, 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 uh, I my order I, at our local dairy is always the same thing. I don't have a combination of flavors. I have a combination of toppings at or like mixings that go in the 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 concrete. That they... Well, but back to talking about Kansas City local food. Like, you, you don't even really have like good ice cream out there because y'all do y'all do frozen custard, which is similar mm-hmm. but different. Yeah, uh, I can't think of like a go to ice cream joint. There was a local one in the town I used to live in uh, that was good, and they would do um, a breakfast cereal ice cream where they would just grind up uh, Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries into the ice cream. And I went in one time and I was like, what is this breakfast cereal? And the kid working the counter, he goes, it tastes like Saturday mornings. And I was like, sold. And it did. So I, I don't have anything to pair that with. But like, if you just take vanilla ice cream and grind up crunch berries into it uh, with some Captain Crunch, it tastes amazing. I mean, I'll accept uh, that as an answer. That yeah. seems fine. Your favorite, yeah. your favorite flavors are vanilla and Captain Crunch mixed together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I uh, I like uh, what Sarge said about putting stuff in the cement, as it were. I love uh, chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. I love I love vanilla with the mixture of that. And uh, if you want to just go like flavors, like um, the the easy, boring uh, chocolate vanilla strawberry that you can get, I, the Neapolitan. I've heard it said called like a million different things, but just like right. that. 
that ice cream is uh i love that i, I, I love that mix uh when there was that giant controversy because like Nancy Pelosi had like some sort of like quote unquote gourmet ice cream in her free in her fridge, I was just like, oh, it's like slightly more expensive than Ben and Jerry's, and they actually have a chocolate, a vanilla, and a strawberry flavor. So I actually ordered a pint of each of those and then just made that, and it was like, it it, it didn't like rock my world. It was like, oh my god, Pelosi's ice cream is the greatest ice cream in the history of the universe. But I was like, man, this is this is tasty. It's better than like the hood brick I might buy when I drive home from work and it's at midnight and there's only there's like at the gas station and I'm like, hey ice cream. Oh boom the 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 the, the three flavor one. Boom. Whatever. And uh the the local dairy that Elle's talking about also that I go to uh I also like the uh, M&M ice cream. They just like smash the M&Ms into it. And I sometimes will get a large hot fudge sundae that's just, uh, as we describe it, the hillock, just this giant pile of ice cream. Because <laughs> when you go to something, it's like, I don't know what the rule is here in New England when it comes to these ice cream joints, but if it's not like a chain, like a friendlies or something, if you order a large, you are getting a fucking large. They are going to hit you with ice cream. I mean, it is just... Uh, it is just the nature of the beast that uh, you receive a, a, a considerable amount of bang for your buck when it comes to large hot foot Sundays. Yeah, I, I have unfortunately I've lived a lot of places in the country, but I haven't been to many like dairies or ice or local ice cream shops. So I, I'm willing to bet that it's probably the norm and that this isn't like a uniquely New England thing. Uh, but I mean, the servings at the local dairies uh, up in this area are like anywhere that just does local ice cream. It's just like, ah, oh, yes, can I get the kitty cone? And they're like, ah, three scoops of ice cream. And I'm just like, wait, no, no please, please, God, no. Like, I, 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 want so, I want so much less ice cream than that. <laughs> um, this has been yeah. Ice Cream, our podcast with a, our uh, ice cream podcast with a podcast. Uh, I didn't even answer my que- answer the question yet, Sarge. You can't, you can't do, you can't, you can't do the button until I give my answer. And my answer is uh, the the local dairy that uh, me and Mike Rains frequent, uh, Richardson's. Uh, shout out to Richardson's. Uh, they offer both a ginger and a green tea ice cream. Uh, so I get those two ice creams blended together into what the rest of the country would call a milkshake, but what New Englanders call a frap. Uh, and uh, green tea ginger frap slash milkshake is fucking amazing. It's so good. And apparently not a very common combo because the last time I ordered it, the kid at the window was just like, hey, man, how does that taste? And I was just like, I don't want to be a sarcastic douchebag and say it tastes like green tea and ginger mixed together. But that's honestly kind of what it does taste like. So I, I went the I went the diplomatic route and told told him that it tastes very good, but it's hard to explain. You should try it sometime because you work here. <laughs> uh, my I like putting banana, marshmallow, and chocolate into a oh no peanut butter into a concrete. That's my go to mixins. That, that that's my uh, uh to take the marshmallow out. That's my that's my backup option whenever I want a milkshake, but I don't have option of green tea and ginger. There's peanut butter, banana, chocolate. Boom, yep. get it done. So good. And uh, finally, of course, the uh, Chairman Walkman question in numerous. Uh, what are you looking forward to? What's got you excited? Uh, I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm kind of excited to go to Richardson's again and get me one of those green tea ginger fraps. So I'm going to have to <laughs> I'm going to have to try to coordinate a, a trip to, uh, with with Mr. Mike Raids to go indulge in my being too fat for a horse. See, th- this is why I'm too fat for a horse is because I, I sucked out delicious fraps. Yeah. <laughs> um. I am excited 
for I'm finally going to start like I've committed. I'm finally going to play Resident Evil 7. I almost said Final Fantasy 7. I've seen so many people talk about uh, 7 and 8 and how like enjoyable they are. And I like started watching a a playthrough of 8 and I was like, no, I own 7. I'm just going to sit down and finally like play it. And then uh, get eight because now that like it routinely goes on sale. So I am excited to like finally like tuck into one of those. That's cool. Uh, I am excited because of the idea that I'm going to actually invest myself in fantasy football this year. Cause I last year I just couldn't do it. Cause I was like, yeah, oh, they're going to cancel the season. This is dumb. There's no fans. This all kind of sucks. And then I proceeded to just get aggressively dunked on and literally threw my entry fee into a fireplace. And I'm like, you know <laughs> what? That seems like a really bad idea. And I have been like a perennial uh, just doormat in my fantasy football league for the longest time. I am the, I'm the fish. I'm the free roll sucker. But this year, I am like more motivated than I have been previously to actually show up and try to uh, not uh, suck out and just be terrible and just like just be the easy win. Oh, thank God, I got Mike Rain's team this week. I don't even have to play. I don't. I don't. Oh, my quarterback's on a bye week. I don't even need to replace him. Done. Easy money. Should, got it. You should take Tim Tebow. Uh, yes, uh, he, he, I do. I am planning on picking him with my first overall pick. <laughs> yeah. I, yes. I am actually at this moment wearing a Jacksonville Jaguars jersey. So it is incredibly funny that you brought up Tim Tebow, who is no longer a Jacksonville Jaguar. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's a, it's astonishing that Team Tebow is anywhere even remotely near a professional football team at this point. I mean, my God. How many seasons did he take off? Like, uh, I'm, I'm as many as the Lord deemed necessary. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he, he was uh, kind of – he was the useless quarterback of the Broncos who got lucky and won a few games. Then they got Peyton Manning. When Peyton Manning became a Bronco, it was the end of his football career. That ancient a time ago. So, uh, like, two years before the Patriots won, uh, started winning Super Bowls again. That was when Tebow was uh, finally removed from the NFL, became a minor league baseball player that sucked – then, uh, because he's bros with Urban Meyer, he came back as a tight end, and they were like, just block a lot. And then he couldn't block anybody because when you're a quarterback, your whole like football career up until this moment is about not getting touched. Yeah, you're, you're not about laying in the hard blocks, you're not about uh, getting your hands in on their numbers and making sure they can't move you, anchoring strong. It's like, oh he's, my god, uh, you're, you're saying he's not uh, a Kelsey, he's not a Gronk. No, he's not. A, he's, he's not. A, he's not going to go out and catch passes, and nor is he going to be a blocking tight end. He's not going to be that whole Rob Gronkowski, quote unquote, extension of the offensive line. It's like having six linemen out there with Gronk's on the edge. It's like having four offensive linemen. He's actually subtracting offensive linemen. He, is, if you actually had a five-man offensive line and Tim Tebow as tight end blocking. That's the Chiefs offensive line in the Super Bowl against Tampa. Just an actual, <laughs> Non-existent. Just, just an a- actual sieve allowing people to freely rush at your quarterback at every moment after the snap. Just a rotting fence where the gate's hanging off. Just like, yeah. come on through, boys. Yes, exactly that. <laughs> 
Uh, sorry uh, for that little minor delay there. I assume Mike was waiting for me to steer this old boat out of the choppy waters that is Hellworld. And Take I us home. Just, I was distracted thinking about milkshakes because I'm a fatty daddy. <laughs> uh, they, they bring all the boys to the yard. Yeah, well, but mo- mostly, mostly it brought me forgetting to unmute my mo- my microphone to the yard, and then uh, and then losing my shit immediately upon realizing that I Consummate did it. And now, now I'm spiraling. Oh, I'm spiraling. I can't stop thinking about milkshakes. It's it's the most. It's a delicious prison. <laughs> it's a delicious prison for me on the toilet. And that's what that yeah. is. Well, so uh, that's a that's a nice thought for us to go out on, Sarge, on the old on the old poopier. Uh, so for for all for all six of you that have stuck around after all that, uh, thank you for your support and for listening to the show. Uh, we really appreciate it. If you'd like to continue supporting the show, you can do so by spending a cool zero United States dollars uh, by just telling a friend, giving us a five star review, uh, interacting with us on our social media, doing anything you can do to massage that sweet sweet algorithm into getting our podcast into more people's ears. Or if you have money that you do want to spend, well, then guess what? We're happy to receive it. You can visit us at patreon.com slash poker politics to tip your dealer for $2, in which case you get nothing but our sweet, sweet admiration. Or for $5, you get access to all of our wonderful bonus content, including Cabalin, where we discuss Fall of the Cabal, uh, the series The Fowler's Deed, which was a Mike Rain solo special uh, that has wrapped. Uh, he is currently doing the unknown or untitled, I should say, uh, history podcast that's going up now. Uh, Sarge is working on Sarge's Conspiracy Book Sarge's Corner. Sarge's Conspiracy Roundup. That's That's what I've decided to go with. Sarge's Conspiracy Roundup. Roundup is an unfortunate way to end that. I liked Book Club better, but Roundup it is because Sarge is in charge of that. Uh, Sarge in charge. So, uh, yeah, we we produce bonus content of varying uh, different strokes for varying different folks. And you can get access to every single bit of that bonus content by giving us five delicious dollary dues every month. Uh, we do have some sweet people that we have to uh, thank. Who are supporting us this week, uh, or supporting? Who started supporting us this week and will hopefully be supporting us into the future? Uh, the first person is a uh, a delightful chap that has decided to tip their dealer, and that is uh, backward hat and beard kind of guy, which is a cool name, I guess. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a good look. I guess I would have to look at your facial construction to determine whether or not you can pull off backward hat and beard. But we do appreciate your two dollar donation, and then. For $5, somebody has decided to elevate themselves from beautiful baby to beautifuler baby. And uh, that is Sir LeBoff. L-L-E-B-O-F. LeBoff. At first, I thought it was Sir LeBoof. And I was like, oh, my God, is it Shia? Does Shia listen to the show? Can I get Shia's autograph? I really loved his work in that one video on the Internet where he's clapping at the end. I was hoping you were going to say mix a lot. Sir, well, what, what, what does Sir LeBoff have to do with Sir Mix-a-lot? Besides just having just, sir in their name. I was just hoping. I mean, when at that point, it could be sir. any sir. It could have been Sir Paul McCartney. You were like, I was really hoping you were going to th- you were thinking it was Sir Paul McCartney. And I was like, I, ah, mean, I don't know about that. But that I didn't want to cool. shoot the moon. A, a beetle? Jeez. I mean, hey, I think shooting the moon is hoping for Shia the Beef LaBeouf to be a listener of the podcast. But whether or not uh, Sir LaBeouf is Shia LaBeouf, it is irrelevant because we appreciate uh, them elevating themselves to $5 beautiful babies, or beautiful or baby status. So thank you very much for your support. Uh, anyway, if you have money and you don't want to give it to us because we are just some jerks that talk way too much about football and movies on our political podcast, we totally get that. It's aces. Uh, you can go ahead and donate that money uh, to a wonderful charity, love146.org, who 
And this is them, the, a quote directly for their website. Their vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. And, you know, who does not want to uh, get excited about that? Uh, and being reminded, literally, as I speak, to mention White Squall. I, I don't know what this is. Uh, it's we, come up a couple we of times. Talking, yeah, we're talking about doing a crossover bonus binge-worthy episode where we all watch White Squall and talk about it. It is the source of the dumb QAnon quote where we go one, where we go all, and it maybe doesn't have JFK's boat in it. But uh, we're looking for five of you, five new beautiful babies to sign up or raise their uh, pledge. This is our, our telethon pledge drive. We get five five people to sign up or raise their pledge amount. We will do a bonus episode of uh, Bingeworthy. Give it to you all for free. We're, we'll watch White Squall and talk about it. Yeah, and uh, based on the the lack of smooth transition there, it's obvious I, I didn't know that was coming. So that means that all of you <laughs> listening can really appreciate how off the cuff it is that I'm about to say, come join us, uh, elevate yourself to the beautiful or baby status. And uh, once we have unlocked that milestone, we will go ahead and give you all our bonus podcast uh, where we go one, we go squall, where we will watch White Squall <laughs> and uh, go ahead and talk to you about how boring or crazy it is, because I don't know shit about that movie, but we will watch it for you. Uh, <laughs> so there we go. Uh, give us your money or give your money to love146.org or just keep your money. That's fine. That's, uh, you know, th- there's nothing wrong with just keeping your money. We get it. Times are tough. The, pan- the-, the pandemic's still raging. People have PS5s they want to buy. You know, just hold on to your money if you, if you-, if you want to. That's fine. Uh, but, but honestly, we prefer if you give it to us. But it's, fine. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, anyway, uh, and lastly, but not leastly, we do have some people we need to thank and some other things we need to show for you real quick. So I'll run through that quickly because this is uh, getting a little long in the tooth. Uh, first of all, thanks to DJ Minimal Effort, who is still too cool for social media. He has provided our glorious Castlevania sounding intro music that I love a little more every time I listen to it. Uh, voice of Q slash the voice of all of our bumps and drops when we need them uh, is our voiceover our, uh, friend Frosty. You can find him on Twitter at FrostyBO. Sarge and I have a tag team podcast where we talk about pop media called BingeWordy, B-I-N-G-E-W-O-R-D-Y. Uh, you can find that wherever your podcasts are provided, and you can find us on Twitter at BingeWordy, spelled the same way. Uh, so after a needlessly long amount of shilling and some uh, sloppy overall podcasting here towards the end, I have been your host, uh, Hellworld Sarge. Uh, Hellworld Sarge, see, I'm, I'm fucking it up already. I've been yes. your host, Hellworld L, One of signing us. off for uh, our <laughs> my co-host, Hellworld Sarge, <laughs> and our glorious QAnon expert, Mr. Mike Raids. <laughs> Good speed, patriots. 